Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, you'll be aware that there's a new app being developed on behalf of the government as a COVID-19 tracker app, and it aims to alert people using the app if they have come into close contact with a person with a confirmed case of the virus. However, the app has been largely criticised due to its failure to ensure full protection of users' data. And uh, Elizabeth Farries from the Irish Council of Civil Liberties Information Rights Director is her role. She joins us on the line now. Um, Good morning. Good morning to you, Elizabeth. Good morning. Thanks for having me. What's the worry then about this app that's being developed? Well, I mean, the worry is not just about data protection, although that is certainly a concern. I mean, the worry is also, is the app going to work at all? Now, back in March, when they announced that this app was going to be released, at that time, they said it was going to be sort of the singular, like the the, the first solution online um, to manage the COVID pandemic. And, you know, here we are in July, we haven't seen that app release. And now the government has sort of stepped back from the position saying it's one tool in a toolkit of responses. And I suspect that step back might be related to the fact that the app is turning out not to be that effective in the end. So Irish Council has put together um, a little report card together with Digital Rights Ireland, and we've graded the app um, on a number of factors, including whether or not it will work. Well, I was coming back from Dublin yesterday and uh, stopped at Junction 14, um, went in, and to be fair to people in there, and there were quite a few people in there and lots of signage around social distancing too, there was an effort, I think, uh, by everybody to maintain social distance. There was very little mask wearing, going on yeah very limited and it did occur to me because i knew we'd be talking about the app today that i certainly would have liked to have been in a position that i might have been contacted as a close contact using the app technology if somebody there subsequently was positive for covid19 yeah i mean wouldn't that be great if it were that simple and if it works that easily um when i was a child i used to read 1950s sci-fi books about fully automated societies where technology could solve all social problems. Um, We're very uh, idealistic that that might still be the case, but it's often not the case. And we've got um, independent Irish scientists who have been looking at the app technology, and what they're finding is that, in fact, it doesn't seem to work that well in a variety of situations. So, so for example, um, you were in a, a place where everyone, where it was a bit crowded, um, but people were practicing social distancing. That's great. Say you had the app on your phone and it was, um, you know, in a bag or something, or say you were standing in front of someone as opposed to beside someone, or say the weather was quite poor. Or what if you were on a bus or on a Lewis? All those different types of environments really um, affect the accuracy of the app to the extent that scientists that are independent of the project are not sure that they could recommend it in the first instance. Because it's not about even just working some of the time. We have to make really sure that it doesn't work incorrectly. Because say, for example, you you got a a beep on your app saying, "Uh uh-oh, you've been in contact. Um, with someone with COVID, it's time for you to self-isolate. If that was a false positive, um, what they say is when you get um, a notification when you shouldn't have, if you got that false positive based on the inaccuracy of the app, that might mean that you, you know, you miss work, um, you don't go see your family based on this information spread by the app. So again, we have to be really careful about the solutions that we invest the money in and the solutions that we promote. 
the, the other thing is obviously the app isn't out there yet for maybe some of the reasons yeah. that you have yeah. explained uh, but it would also yeah. require most of us to download it to buy into it and then as you say that it would work properly yes yeah yeah so i mean that i'm not even entirely sure if most of us downloaded it and bought into it it would even work properly then i mean that's the feedback that we're getting from scientists irrespective of public trust irrespective of public buy-in there are very specific technical problems with the app itself that might make it um, very difficult to function. And that's why this report card that ICCL and Digital Rights Ireland put out, I think on the, the question of whether or not the app works at all, we actually gave it a very low mark. We gave it a D just because independent Irish scientists that we're in contact with who have joined our expert framework aren't that confident um, in its efficacy either. And the talk that uh, the um, technology around the app would mean that the information would be stored on your mobile and only used and spread if necessary. I mean, would that be the case, do you think? Well, that is certainly um, what has been celebrated as a more privacy-respecting uh, approach. If you only have the information stored on your mobile, if it's only you that have access to it, um, some of those privacy concerns, some of those concerns about governments tracking your personal information go away. That approach is called decentralized. However, that's not what's happening in Ireland. Um, Ireland is not building and planning to release a decentralized app. They are looking to upload and retain key health data, which goes against that very purpose of the decentralized app. So um, the, the Irish um, app is not simply contact tracing. There is a symptom tracker component added in um, and, and various other aspects of the app that sort of make it go above and beyond that very okay. privacy and um, respecting approach. I suppose questions um, that will arise from this and the most straightforward one, Elizabeth, is will we see this app at all? Well, that's a question I have too. Um, I, I really don't know at this stage. We met um, with the Department of Health, ICCL met with the Department of Health, I think two or three weeks ago. And at that time, they said they were going to release some documents in order to show everyone um, what they've been doing with the app and that they intended to release the app itself six to seven days afterwards. Now, the documents have been out for over a week, but we've not seen the app itself. So... It's a bit of a guessing game right now, and, and we'll see how it turns out. I would imagine that the reason the app is not yet out is because some of the issues we've been discuss discussing, the problem about whether or not it would work, um, whether or not the costs are appropriate um, in terms of how effective it is as a solution, together with some of those privacy questions. Um, you know, they're working with uh, Google and Apple. Is that a good solution for Ireland? There's still lots of questions about the app and, and concerns. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, one of our listeners has been in touch to say, would it not make more sense uh, for the app to dump the information after the 14-day incubation period? I'd have no problems with it then and with the job that I'm in myself, but I would want my data deleted after the two weeks. Yeah, yeah, I think it would make sense. I'm trying to look up the figure that shows that actually some data is going to be retained by HSC um, for statistical and research purposes for a minimum of seven years. Seven so that's on years. Page five of, yeah, so that's on page 
five of our uh, our report card that ICCL and Digital Rights Ireland put out. It's on the ICCL website. These documents um, that the Department of Health released, and it's been very helpful um, of them to have released um, those documents. It's a very good faith transparency effort to do that. But we've been looking through those documents um, with computer scientists, and we're seeing again that the model has moved away from that decentralized approach where they don't hold on to the data, where certain information will be retained for a long period of time, where it's going to be used to track personal information. And again, that's not the privacy um, uh, respecting approach that experts worldwide advocate. Something that's happening in Ireland, it looks a little different. Right. But would it be the worst of all worlds to release this app, promote it, and then have questions about its accuracy? Um, you mean like try it out as a mass experiment on the entire population of Ireland? Well, or, or, or just <laughs> go for it because they do seem to want to get one out there. Yeah, I mean, at this stage, I understand that a budget of at least 750,000 euros has been devoted to this app this far. Um, it's going to cost an additional 350,000 euros a year to operate. That's a, be- a pretty expensive question mark just to see if something will work, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Might, it be, might it be a better use of resources? I mean, you were talking about being in a, a crowded area where no one was wearing masks. Would, would the money be better devoted to making sure everyone has masks? I'm, I'm not a, an epidemiologist, so I can't answer those questions. But what I can say is that the app doesn't, the app has serious concerns still at this stage that I would be worried that it would be released. And so it's not just about um, whether or not it works. Um, There are good principles about how to control surveillance technology because we have to be really careful um, that we don't leave, um, you know, the pandemic, that we don't leave COVID-19 with um, sort of government oversight and surveillance becoming normalized in a way that it wasn't before the pandemic started. And we've seen in other parts of the world where, you know, an app that started off as being voluntary apps that started off not collecting personnel data are now entirely mandatory and are now instruments of surveillance are now required so that people can even leave the house or that so people can go to their jobs. And considering the apps don't work well, we just need to make sure that doesn't happen here. Okay. Well, listen, thank you very much for raising those concerns with us on the Limerick Today show this morning. Elizabeth Farries, who is Information Rights Director of the Irish Council of Civil Liberties, talking about this uh, tracing app that uh, we still haven't seen. Call Limerick Today now on 461995.